Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires. A podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hello. Hello. We come to you live from freezing, chilly, rain, snow, Texas. Ooh, yes. It might snow. There's a possibility of snow, so we're saying snow. There's a slight 2% chance of snow, so it's about to snow. So it's snowing. I literally posted a photo on Instagram the other day of me and my fur coat from Steamboat, and I was like, no snow in Houston, and then the next day it dropped to like 40 degrees. It went from 80 to 40, Mm -hmm. and it's freezing. It has been freezing. Yes, and the, the freezing temp here is different than what I would say is like even New York or like Colorado is because it's damp mm-hmm. because we're so, so humid and so it feels colder. Yes. Like it's wet yes. cold. Well, and there's always a difference. I, you know, I talk to people and other people live in Texas and people live in Wisconsin. There's like a really, when it goes literally from 80 to 40 overnight. Oh, I know. It's different than when it gradually, <laughs> gradually starts getting colder. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of stays in the 40s. So here, we literally went from 80 to 40 overnight. Yeah. I mean, last Saturday, was it? Last Sunday, I laid out. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. She I was, was at the pool. <laughs> Not, that was like five days ago. <laughs> I was in shorts. I was walking Brutus in shorts and a t-shirt. And today, no freaking way. It's crazy. I have 100 layers on. That's also our problem. We don't dress appropriately in Texas. Yeah, well, you know, we're just not used to it. We're not. We're not. So, we're chilly over here. We're chilly, and we're going to be talking about dating, relationships, marriage. Single life. Single life. We're getting right in. Two ends of the spectrum here. And this all started from Gina Marie had quite the dream last night. Yes. So I had a dream last night that my husband, Rob, was cheating on me. And it was a very vivid dream. Like, I even know who he was cheating with. And the thing that was so disturbing is that she's a friend of mine. We went to college together. And um, it was so real that I woke up and I was panicked. So I woke him up and I was like, let me tell you about my dream. It was really bad and you cheated on me and you just talked to me for a few minutes. He was like, it's not real. And then, you know, he'd fall back asleep and then I'd wake him up back up again. And I was like, I know it's not real, but you know, it just, it felt very real. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, it's not real. I love you. Da, da, da. And then, so that's one thing that I love about marriage is that when I wake up in the middle of the night with a very bad dream, he's there. I love his was his response so very Rob that he was just very calm? Yeah, very calm. Very calm. Very calm. Hugged me, held me. And I actually, it was the kind of dream where like I woke up and I was crying. Oh my God. Those are the most terrifying I know. Me. Like I'm already crying when I wake mm-hmm. up. So I was crying. And oh I was very, very emotional. And so he calmed me down. And I will say that this morning I woke up and... I think I was a little annoyed with him because he cheated on me in my dream. <laughs> he kept trying to hug me a lot, and I was like, oh, just give me some space. Give me some space. I'm a little frustrated right now. In my dream last night, you cheated on me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, that, that kind of spurred this whole conversation. And also, I went to yoga this morning at 7, and when I go to yoga, my eyes... 
my drishti, if you will, is always... My drishti is gaze. In yoga, we talk about our drishti is our gaze, our focus. Yes, my gaze, my focus is always somewhere other than the back of my mat, and that's what's <laughs> asked of us. Even when I'm teaching, drishti on the back of your mat, like find one spot. I'm always looking around the room, and today, two rows behind me was a guy that was tall, he had brown hair, very physically fit. And so automatically my mind always goes to, could he be Haley's person? So I was analyzing that the whole class was, could he be Haley's person that when she wakes up in the middle of the night, will calm her down. We'll find my person. And Yes, her person. You know what I love? Well, two things. I love that Gina Marie's always, actually always has her eye so Gina Marie is traditionally a classroom teacher mm-hmm. that's what she's trained in that's what she had a lot of experience in and as a classroom teacher I believe your eye has to always be on everything mm-hmm. like you have a global vision on what's going on in the room at all times yes that is your exact same experience in yoga class yes. in yoga class Gina Marie always after class has something about somebody in the back corner of the room that something happened and I'm like what well, I I didn't even see that. Yep. Always she always has her eyes open for everything. And I love that she always has her eyes open for my person, mm-hmm. for my human. She's always like, what about him? What about him? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. Yes. Maybe it could be. I'm actually working right now on being, on not saying no immediately. And that's what I'm working on. Is that's a lot of very times, good. It's like just keeping uh, like my field and my, like who I am open to who my person might be mm. and just staying open to that and allowing, you know, the magic of the universe and of God and of all those things mm. to start to work their magic. And though that I know that I have to take action as well and continue to be open. So like when you say someone, you're like, what about him? I'm like, you know, maybe, I don't know. Cause you never know. You never know. And so I am, I'm still looking for my person and I love that. You woke. I have a really sweet story from my. It's a funny story. I have a really sweet story from one of my really good friends in college, who's still one of my best friends, and she married this guy. I'm about to tell you the story about. So they're now happily married, and they live in Austin. And we came home. This was after we had graduated from college, and we were all still living in San Antonio. And we went out one night. You know, we went out to the bars and stayed out late, and then got a cab to Taco Cabana at like two a.m. <laughs> You know, oh, how we do God. back in the days when I could eat flour and we used to yes, just like get and queso I, and tortillas. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Sit on the floor of our living room. Those are some of my favorite times with mm-hmm. my girlfriends. Like just, you know, four to six of us literally would take a cab home, get home and sit on the floor and eat taco. Yes. And just chat till who knows all hours of the night. And this was one specific time <laughs> we were in the cab home and I remember looking over at her. And she's calling her boyfriend at the time. And she's calling. He doesn't answer. She calls again. Doesn't answer. She calls again. She must have called him 15 times in a row. Mm -hmm. And every time she's like, he's not answering. He needs to pick up. And I was like, babe, maybe he's just sleeping. Like, he's probably sleeping. She's like, I know it. I want to call him. I want to talk to him. Like, she just wanted to talk to him. him. And so she she calls him and he finally picks up. And he's on speakerphone because we're all sitting on the floor eating Taco Cabana. And he goes, she was like, hi, where were you? Why aren't you answering? And he goes, hi, babe, is everything okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. I just wanted to talk to you. 
And he said, okay, well, I'm sleeping, and I just want to make sure, are you home? Mm-hmm. Like, are you safe? Are you at home? She's like, yeah, I'm with everyone. He's like, okay, babe, well, I love you so much, and, you know, I'll talk to you tomorrow. So it was like 3 a.m., mm-hmm. and I, I, like, in that moment knew, I was like, oh, my God, he's her person. Mm-hmm. And he is, because of how he, you know, her in this state with mm-hmm. her <laughs> flour tortillas and her queso and us just being out all night, and it was just a mess in a way of just like, I'm just going to call him and yeah. just call them a thousand times where the response could have been, babe, I'm sleeping. Why right. are you calling frustration. me? Frustration. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, exactly like some kind of frustration or like being upset with her for mm-hmm. calling so much, which I've experienced. Yes. With guys in the past in dating. Mm-hmm. And then I watched that and I like witnessed that and I knew, and it was like his response was of so much love mm-hmm. and kindness and respect and I was just like, oh my God, that's it. And that's like the same with Rob. Like you woke him up in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and it was like, there was no frustration. No, no. like he just, all of his attention was no. on how much he loved you. And this morning, I mean, he told me, I love you so much. I like at least 15 times, <laughs> you know, as he goes above and beyond and that's just who Rob is. And that's, that's what I know you will find mm-hmm. is that Rob is a man of his word and he's so loving and he thinks of me first. Yes. And that was the thing that drew me to him immediately when we started dating is that he, the night we met, he um, said, yeah, I'm going to call you and I'm going to take you out. And ugh, I can't even tell you how many times mm-hmm. I've had that happen to me when we meet out just restaurant, bar, out and yeah, about. Meet some guy. Who right, and they get your phone number and you're like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. I'm going to call you tomorrow. And you're like, okay, okay. And um, they never do, right? Uh-huh. And so Rob was like, I'm going to call you tomorrow. And I said, okay, yeah, you know, maybe. Yes, not attached to it. Not we'll attached see. to it. <laughs> yeah, maybe you will. And thinking in my mind, probably not. And he did, mm-hmm. you know, and he just did what he said. He followed up. I want to take you out. I want to take you here. I want to do this. And he does what he says. And that is such a difference from mm-hmm. any other relationship I've ever been in. Yes. Who is Nancy, our dear friend and teacher and leader, always says, she goes, reliability is sexy. Mm-hmm. Like being reliable, like having someone you can count on, different from being predictable. Yes. I mean, like people are predictable in their actions, yet having someone that's reliable for mm-hmm. doing what they say they're going to do and how you can count on, like that's, that's sexy. Mm-hmm. Like in a man, having someone who's reliable, who take care of you, mm-hmm. who can like count on, 100%. Because I used to deal with so much crap when dating. Mm-hmm. I remember just like, even like liking the things that they liked, I didn't even like what they liked, mm-hmm. right? Like so I remember... Um, when I was living in New York, this guy that I was dating, he loved this one musician and I was not really that crazy about him. However, I ended up buying the album and like learning all the songs so that we could connect on that. I didn't even like the album (laughs) and he never did that for me. Right. You know, so it's, it's really interesting. Just all the stuff that you go through, um, and when you find someone who is reliable, yes. who's loving, who's committed, it makes you think back and be like, gosh, what was I thinking? <laughs> You're like, why did, why was I in that for that long? And what did I see in that person? Mm-hmm. What do you think it is? You know, I think there's, you know, of course, like even me being single and I want to 
it is my goal to be in a loving, committed, mm-hmm. compassionate, reliable, incredible relationship with a man who I love the next year mm-hmm. and to be with the man who I'm going to marry mm-hmm. and who I want to be with for the rest of my life. Is that's a goal of mine. That's what I want. And I think as you know, women, and I, I believe men do this too, is that, you know, we start to put that goal. I just put, put like marriage and being with someone over being with the person who's correct for mm-hmm. us. And so it's like starting like wanting that so bad that we start and almost like uh, taking away from ourselves, lessening mm-hmm. who we are, simply to reach the goal yeah. of being with someone. Mm-hmm. And so, well, like for me, I haven't, I haven't seriously dated anybody in a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've dated a couple people here and there and a couple people that I shouldn't have dated as long as I did. Even yeah. three dates was too long. It was I like, agree. <laughs> I, was I like, understand. Like I went on one and then what I, again, what I've been putting my attention on is trying not to shut it down right mm-hmm. away. And though, if I know right away that it's not it, then it's not it. I know. I completely agree. And so there's no reason for me to force trying to be with them, even for another two dates, just to see if maybe, if in my body and my heart, I know immediately that this isn't. This isn't mm-hmm. for me because what I'm not interested in is casually dating. Oh, yeah. And I have done that in the past. Yes. You know, casually dated and just seen here and there, you know, and just gone on dates with people. And, and that's actually not what I'm interested in. And some people are. I think that's probably the key to it is finding, you know, what it is that you want and then staying committed to that. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't want that same thing, that's like, oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. On to the next. And I think that, you know, back to your question, Gina Marie, it's like looking at what's most important is us being true to who we are. Mm-hmm. Because our person, whoever your person is, man, woman, whoever it is, is going to love all of you mm-hmm. as you are. Right. And support you in being better. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's, you know, it's interesting. There's a a difference between being interested like, okay, here's an example with Gina Marie and Rob. Rob loves ultimate frisbee. Mm-hmm. Is that what you call it? Is yes, it ultimate it's frisbee? ultimate frisbee. Ultimate. Mm-hmm. He just calls it ultimate. Yes. And so Rob loves ultimate. Gina Marie does not go play ultimate with Rob. Mm-mm. It's not really my thing. It's not, <laughs> it's not really her thing. And Rob goes to yoga every now and again mm-hmm. and does not go to yoga yeah, every day. it's not really his thing. And though you can be interested in it, you know, if Rob comes home and wants to talk about ultimate. Right. You listen to him. You'd be interested in it. And it doesn't mean all of a sudden you stop going to yoga and start going to ultimate every day. Right. And like staying true to what you love and allowing them to stay true to what they love. And then together you create a powerful partnership. Yeah. And I think that is a powerful partnership. Mm-hmm. I really do feel that way. Is that having common um, interests and then also having your individual interests. Yes. And in staying true to what they are. I remember um, Rob also loves to camp. And I did not grow up camping. Like that is not being out in a tent in the wilderness just does not sound like a really fun time for me. <laughs> However, for Rob, it's like the best way for him to relax. And I remember what very early on in our dates, um, him telling, him asking me if I like to camp. Night. 
I said no. <laughs> you know? And I had to take the chance that that might be a deal breaker for him. Like, he might need someone all the time to go with him. And that doesn't mean that I won't go every so often. I have been once, one night only, one night max. Um, and... I, I just had I had to, I had to speak my truth because I can't imagine telling someone and this is, goes back to what I was saying previously with my other relationship was like telling someone that I like something and then having to go along with it. Yes, I mean, like keep up the charade. Yes, mm-hmm. that's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, and I know that you want a relationship. And I know that you want someone um, in your life, and that kind of relationship is not built on truth. No. It's very interesting to think about. And especially now, like, thinking back on my dating and thinking back on when I was single. Because I was also single for a very long time. Mm -hmm. So before I met Rob, I was single for, um, I would say, at least three to four years. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I got very independent, and I was very um, sure of what I wanted and what I didn't want. And, um, and then, then Rob came into my life. And what's interesting about Rob coming into my life is that the timing had to be perfect because he didn't even live in the city a month before I met him. Mm-hmm. He moved here two weeks, I believe, and then I met him. Something crazy like that. So it's interesting to think about it in that way, too, is that mm-hmm. your person may not even be here yet. Right. They could be here tomorrow. Right. So it really is a timing thing and trusting and having faith and not putting all of your um, worth in it. Yes. Because I loved being single. Yes. I do too. It is. And I think that comes from being, like you said, and, and part of the challenges that you've expressed, Gina Marie, and being, not with Rob, it's just being in a relationship and having him now mm-hmm. live with you, is moving from that independence. Yes. And from having so much, like for me right now, I have so much independence. The only, truly, I am responsible for myself and my dog. Yes. And he relies on me and I have to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And though other than that, I am free at this moment to do truly anything that I want. Mm-hmm. I mean, I straight up and went to Europe for two months. Yeah. If I wanted to up and move to Europe... Or move to a different city mm-hmm. or be somewhere at like I, I have the freedom to choose that with only having to be responsible for myself and my dog. Mm-hmm. And then when you get in a relationship with somebody, this is the beauty of it is you actually get to make choices with someone else and create a life together, mm-hmm. and which is what I want for myself. And though right now I am keeping my attention on the beauty that is being independent, mm-hmm. that I do have the freedom to do yes. what I want to do right at any time. Mm-hmm. And, and though, as I've expressed, I don't want that forever. I want to start creating a life with someone. Mm-hmm. And so you're exactly right. I'm, I am choosing to not stress over being single. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I don't have my moments. Right. Like there are moments where I get concerned. Yes, I understand. Or that I worry that this is, that I'm going to be single forever. And then, and then it sounds silly when I say it out loud, though in those moments when I'm like full of worry and doubt, 
That's really scary sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so then I reassure myself. I'm like, okay, Brutus and I will be happy. Yes. (laughs) If it was, if it came down to that, I would. If it was going to be me and Brutus for the rest of my life and the rest of Brutus's life, I would be okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, you know, I've was also really important for me to come to is that I will be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my exactly my worth, my connection to being happy and being myself and making a difference in this world does not rely on another human, mm-hmm. man or woman or anyone. Right. Like that, I just have for myself. And though I want to be with somebody, right. And right. so it's in putting my attention on what I want, knowing I'll be okay. It's like very yoga over here, like non-attachment, like mm-hmm. not being attached to the results of that. Right. And though keeping my attention on creating it for myself. Yes. Well, and I remember that when Rob and I were getting married, one of my big concerns was that because I am so independent and because I've been single for so long, I like my life a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I remember being worried about um, collaborating with Rob and how that would work for us. And I will say that I made it, typical me, a bigger deal than Mm. it needed to be. Rob gives me so much space and he understands who I am and um, the needs I have. And Rob has needs too. And so, um, and I am okay. And you will be okay. Mm -hmm. It's, it's true. Yes. It's very true. What about when people, do people put that on you? Because I remember when I was single or when I was dating, people would um, put concerns on me about me being single. Does that happen to you? Do you have people like that in your life? Yes. And, you know, and all of them are coming from a good place. Mm-hmm. That's what I remind myself. Mm-hmm. You know, my closest people, everyone... You know, everyone has an opinion on how everyone else should or should not live their lives. Right. And everyone has an opinion on that I should be dating more. I should be on dating apps. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that I, like, in order for me to find somebody, I have to go out and be dating people and be trying things. Right. And that's one way to look at it. And, though, what again, what I have to remember is to be true to myself, which right now that doesn't speak to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not right now, like, I'm not on the, the bumbles or the... I don't even know what they are. Or Tinder? I tried them for I tried them for a little bit and they actually was kind of a sign to me and they like there was like it wasn't working. There was like a glitch Ooh, in yeah. the software. Like there was something and I was like, this I'm complete with this for now. And though that doesn't mean I won't go back to it. Right. You know, I have a lot of people I know that have been really successful doing that. Mm-hmm. Actually. Yes. And so for me, it doesn't work for me right now. And yet there are, you know, a lot of my good friends. Because what simply what they want for me is to meet somebody and be right. happy. And yes. Th- that's what they and want. And to be loved. And to be loved. You, you, you know, as someone. much as they love me and I love them. Mm-hmm. And and so, yeah, a lot of times my good friends are like, well, you date more. Like, mm-hmm. put yourself out there. Go see people more. Do more of the online dating. Meet more people. Um, I am actually very grateful. Both my parents... You know, they'll give me a hard time about it sometimes, like how their only grandbabies are puppies right Mm -hmm. now. And though they're just, you know, messing with me, they express to both. And my brother is single too. Um, Both my brother and I that, you know, what they want for us is to meet somebody who we are going to be with for the rest of our lives and whatever timing that takes is perfect. You know, they have not put any 
any rush on us or any constraints or any pressure. That's very to important. Find somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think right now too, you know, uh, the culture we live in, the world we live in is just get married and then get divorced, mm-hmm. you know, and people get married and then get divorced. And I think part of the reason why that happens is people, again, get married for the wrong reasons in the first place, right. just to get married, not for the right person, or they don't mm-hmm. get married on the truth mm-hmm. and they don't have the foundation of truth. And so, you know, my parents have both always been super supportive of uh, when you find the right person, you find the right person. They've never put pressure on me to date or to find somebody or to be with anyone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting when I look at, and I don't know, this is, this is an assumption for me. And though, I'll say this to answer your question. I went to a wedding in Wisconsin. This is a few years back. And though, ever, you know, it's like yes. people I don't know that put know. pressure on me. It's I like, know. are you dating anyone? No. Oh, are you, are you going too soon? How old are you? And I'm like, mm, I'm old enough and I am happy. And, right. and I was like looking at asking different questions. Like, are you happy? Yes. How is your life? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you excited about in your life right now? You know, asking different questions of people, because especially when I go to weddings is when I get those questions. Oh, the one that used to frustrate me all the time was, you're too, you're too pretty to me single. Mm-hmm. Like, what does that even mean? Who knows? Not a good question. Not no. a good, not a good anything. Let's, Nothing let's good about throw that. throw that question out. Throw it in the garbage. Yeah, that is not it. No. And that is, and people, same thing, like, I can't believe you're single. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I am. Right. And so are th- millions of people in the world And as it well. is great to be single. Mm-hmm. And it is great to be dating. And it yes. is great to be in a relationship and marriage. And mm-hmm. if, as long as you're happy, yes, that's all that matters. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that I put pressure on myself sometimes, especially when I hear it from other people. This gets me thinking like, oh, should I be? Mm-hmm. What should I be doing? And then, you know... What I remind myself is at least right now in my life, I live a very full and fulfilled life. You do. And I've been making a lot of change, especially in this last year for me mm-hmm. and things for me. And I do think when I, what is important is for me to keep putting my attention on myself and making myself the best version I can be for that other person too. Mm-hmm. And so that when I do meet my person, that I will be the best version of me mm-hmm. for them and for mm-hmm. myself. Yes. And so, um, yeah, it's interesting too. you know, thinking about, this is just a theory, but you know, I grew up overseas, which a lot came with that. And so did my brother. And it's interesting looking at many of my friends that I grew up with in Saudi Arabia and that who were overseas with us, a lot of them are still single. Mm. And I don't know, you know, my parents have asked me and my brother about that a couple of times. And I hadn't really thought about that. And though I think there is a level that, we do have a level of independence I, Yes, that was ingrained in us from a very early age. I mean, I, you know, started, my brother and I started flying back and forth from Saudi to America on our own together young. I mean, we would go back, we went with people when we were really young. And then, I mean, I'm saying sixth or seventh grade, we started going. That's on amazing. Our own. And so, you know, our parents would drop us off and then my right. grandparents would pick us up. Mm-hmm. And we'd go back and forth and then, as you know, into boarding school at 15. And, That's amazing to me. And went and was on my own at 15. And it was, it don't, don't get me wrong, it was hard. And I cried my parents crying all the time. My poor dad. I put my dad through hell the first month I was at boarding school. The first couple of weeks. And then I got 
Then I got over it and I was happy and I was good. And though, you know, all of us did that. Mm-hmm. You know, our whole, everyone I grew up with, that, that that was the the norm. Right. That's what we did. And so it's interesting looking and seeing that there is, you know, a level of inherent independence that we started with at a very early age. Right. That simply, I think, allows us to, again, be okay being on our own. Right. And there isn't that need or an urgency to be with someone right. else. Yes. That's what I would say it is, is an urgency. Mm-hmm. Well, most of my college friends are single too, because mm-hmm. in the arts, um, their career and their expression and their yes. creativity is what drives them, not necessarily a traditional look for mm-hmm. an individual. So it's, yes. it's pretty interesting to think about. Yes. You know? And it's all, we're each on our own path. Yes. I think about it too, especially with you being in New York and all those ones you went to New York. Again, there's a there's a high level of attention on career mm-hmm. and putting your attention on your own personal development and growth. And sometimes that goes hand in hand with someone else, and sometimes it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, and our generation is sh- shifting everything, anyways. Our whole generation is now. Uh, shifting the norms of when we buy houses, when we have right. babies, when we get it's married, it's all later. Very different, yeah. It's all... I like it. I do too. I think it's working for me. It's so... Well, you know, next month I turn 31. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that last night. It's like, oh, that's interesting. I, um... Here I am moving in the 30s. <laughs> Here you are. Here I am. They keep rolling. Just keep rolling. You know, and it's interesting because I think that's now that, you know, I am 30 and you're turning 31 and as we get older, I'm realizing, I think it just keeps being like that. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to be 40 and I'm like, oh, Cause I feel 40. young. <laughs> young at heart. Mm-hmm. I feel um, young. Sunita, she owns the Houston Ayurveda Center. Ayurveda is a sister science to yoga and it's, um, there's a whole, it's, it's in magnificent and interesting and I love learning about it and it's like life science Ayurveda is a life science and it talks a lot about balance and wholeness mm-hmm. and having the different elements in you earth mm-hmm, water mm-hmm. fire wind um earth water air I, I think one. I think you hit them I'm, all okay great we'll see <laughs> let us know if we missed one and and though she talks about in Ayurveda what they talk about is uh they talk about life in Oh, how did she say it? I might say it wrong. And it's like at the level that your flame burns. Mm. And so as long as your flame is burning, you're alive. And so they talk about life not in years, yet in the in the level of your flame, of your torch, of your fire inside. What's my flame looking like? Dude, just, just see how it looks. And so there's no wow. like in years or getting older. It's simply how how your your flame burns. And so all of what you consume in life and how you treat your body is all about keeping your your flame lit, your torch lit within you. And so our job as humans is to keep feeding our torch and to keep our torch lit mm-hmm. until one day it's gone and we die and then wow. that's it. Back that's into very the interesting. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel in life. It's well, like I feel ignited and alive. Yes. And someone's going to come into your life and that flame is going to really be flaming. You're just... <laughs> Put that bad boy on high. It's going to be on high. It's going to be so flamed. <laughs> Ready to go. Oh, that's so oh good. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, yeah. We love talking about 
Everything. All those things. <laughs> I love everything. And if you have something you want to have us talk about, just send us a message. Shoot us a, a PM on the Instagram. Mm-hmm. We love to hear from you guys. We at love to hear from you. She inspires mm-hmm. on Insta. Yes. Thank okay. you. We love you guys. We love Stay you. Stay warm, Texas. Bye. Bye.